While 51% of the vote passes the constitutional threshold of a majority, it clearly is not adequate support to continue on as leader. And that is why tonight I have informed the President of the party of my intention to step down as leader of the United Conservative Party. I'm sorry, but friends, I truly believe that we need to move forward united. We need to put the past behind us. And our members, a large number of our members, have asked for an opportunity to clear the air through a leadership election. Premier Jason Kenney of Alberta tonight announcing his resignation. A surprise to many. Um, He'd undergone a leadership review under his own party, membership of his own party, some 34,000 mail-in ballots. And uh, the results were very close, 51.4% support for Kenny staying on as leader of the party. But of course, uh, it wasn't enough. Jason Kenney seeing the other 48.6 and understanding, no doubt, that that was just uh, too close to remain, that the divisions that have uh, that have sown through the party over, over the last year, two years or so, would only continue, the fighting would only continue. So it was time, he said, to clear the air and allow the party to choose a new leader. Um, and hopefully unite ahead of an election that's now just a year away against a uh, strong NDP under Rachel Notley at this point. Uh, with more on this, I'm joined by Catherine Grakowski. She's the Alberta legislature reporter for Alberta Today. Catherine, thank you so much for your time, as always. Thanks so much for having me on, Ben. What was your reaction when you heard the, uh, I mean, we first saw the results. It was all very kind of by the facts, you know, here they are, this many yeses, this many noes. And then Jason Kenney appeared soon after. And I guess at the beginning of that speech, it did sound like he was going to stay because he'd said that if the vote was close, he might stay on. He wasn't, wasn't a foregone conclusion. Uh, how did you, uh, how did you react to both the result and then what he had to say? Yeah. So, uh, in the lead up to this, this, uh, leadership review, he had said that 50% plus one is a majority. That is a majority said it over over and over again so when when i heard that 51.4 percent i was like well there you go he he has it um but then he said um as as the the clip had mentioned at, at the top of the the segment it is clearly not adequate support to continue on as leader and it's like jaw-dropping i, I tell you i tell you ben i had written three separate stories depending oh. on the on the results of the night and I not one of them was Jason Kenney wins his majority and resigns. I know we always write write them in advance hoping you'll be able to predict what happens. I did the same thing. I thought he would win. I honestly thought he would get more of the vote and stay on. It wouldn't be a big majority but it would have been more like a 55-56 and you'd say you know what that's enough. You 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 pay attention to this every day. Um, do you think he made the right call? Was 51.4 just just not enough? There's there's uh, nowhere in in history that I can think of where a leader has, you know, that low of a a result. These these are the people who are supposed to like him, right? And if barely over half of his party members um, say yes, we want you on, then the the writing's on the wall at this point. Um, in Alberta, um, there's a more famous number, seventy seven percent. That was the amount that both. Uh, former premiers Ed Stalmack and Alison Redford got in their leadership reviews, and months later they were gone. So anything anything below seventy would have would have been really tough to convince to stay on. 
Yeah, if, if less than 70% of your own party doesn't want you around, it certainly spells trouble. I was curious, I read Brian Jean, uh, you've been sharing some some tweets from different party leaders uh, or, or different politicians tonight. Uh, Brian Jean thanked Jason Kenney for his quarter century of public service for Albertans and Canadians, which is interesting because it reads a bit like an epitaph, which, epitaph, which is uh, perhaps why Brian Jean was uh, was hoping for all through all this. He's been certainly one of those agitating for Kenney to leave. I mean, is this a victory for those who who opposed him in the sense that, uh, or was it so close that it sort of leaves the party up in the air? Well, uh, it's it is a victory for Brian Jean, who he he just won the by election. Bear in mind, he ran on an openly hostile campaign to Kenny. He said, "I'm coming back to get Kenny out," but I, I don't think it's room for a victory lap yet whatsoever because we still face a very divided caucus, a very divided party, and a very divided province. So whoever's going to step into those shoes has, has quite the uphill battle for them. Yeah, how does that, how does that unfold now? Uh, I, I gather there's, there is the UCP meets tomorrow to decide, decide what next. Yeah, so there was, um, at, even last week, the, the schedule came out and caucus was... Um, Later to meet uh, 9 a.m. in Calgary tomorrow. And uh, what we might have expected was Kenny to say, okay, I, I won the majority, uh, sit down, quit being openly hostile to me, uh, let's get united and move past this now. But instead, they're going to have to pick an interim leader, and the way it works is the interim leader automatically becomes premier. So um, we're uh, going to have uh, a new premier um, soon, and then that interim leader uh, can't run to become the permanent leader. So in in September, they're going to choose the new permanent leader, or sometime in the fall. I've heard September, but right. that'll be up to the, the UCP to decide. They'll certainly have to do it quickly. I mean, you spent a lot of time wandering the halls of the Alberta legislature. What was the mood between, you know, among the different factions uh, within the party? Uh, certainly the mood amongst those who were hoping to see Kenny go and those who were hoping to see him stay. Uh, do you think they can they can unite uh, behind anyone at this point, let alone an interim leader? That's always tough. Uh, so there's, there's a, I mean, before before these results even came in, there were, names being floated for interim leaders, certainly. I mean, one of them being uh, Municipal Affairs Minister and a former PC leadership candidate, Rick McIver. Um, there's several cabinet ministers who have been floated as interim leaders, so so certainly there's, there's a few names out there. Um, the tough part will be deciding, <laughs> I think it'll be tougher to decide who will lead as, as permanent leader, because as I mentioned, there's, there's people to the right of Jason Kenney, there's people who are more moderate uh, centrists, or say red, red Tories, um, and it's it's not going to be an easy ride for whoever decides to take the helm. And what about all the promotion of Alberta? I mean, Jason Kenney you know, may not have been particularly popular at this point in his own province, but he certainly did a good, I mean, he was certainly out there promoting Alberta, specifically the last, uh, ever since this leadership review came out, he seemed to have really, really put some wind in his sails. Um, but the whole business of Alberta feels like it's kind of going to, it might grind to a halt a little bit for, for the time being. And that can't be good. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kenny wanted this leadership review to be over so he could get back to the business of governing, right? I mean, he was just in Washington. 
um, trying to build consensus for potentially new pipeline or Alberta Energy as a solution. Um, you know, there's the ongoing fights with Ottawa. I always have to stand up to Trudeau if you're right. the leader of, of Alberta. And so now um, they're going to be focused on this internal politics for months to come. What about for uh, the NDP? Was this uh, is this a victory for for them tonight to see Jason Kenny go, or was it better to, or they do they stand a better chance against uh, Jason Kenny going forward? Yeah, so <laughs> I actually based on there was this common ground survey done by um, a team of researchers, and it found that even the majority of UCP voters, so not necessarily members, but UCP voters said they would not vote for Kenny at the helm. Um, so the, a UCP-led uh, government uh, would actually be a, an asset to the NDP in some ways. Now, what I predict tomorrow, after, you know, thanks for the service from Rachel Notley, she has her team lined up. They've been going hard on the nominations. What they're going to say is, guess what? Every single member of that party around the table uh, has been attacking education, has been attacking healthcare, has been um, the, like this is still Jason Kenney's party. It's still the same same group out there. So right. that's that's kind of the narrative they're going to build. Yeah, I guess the NDP for them, the campaign is already underway and it'll certainly be another chapter in it tomorrow, even though we're a year out from the election. I'm speaking with Catherine Gukowski, Alberta legislature reporter for Alberta Today. We're talking about Jason Kenney's, uh, you know, perhaps everyone knew that the possibility was there today, that the review would show that he had to go. Uh, but he won his leadership review just 51.4%, not nearly enough one would suspect all his talk of staying on if it was close. He was probably hoping that might push the number up, at least into something acceptable into the 60% area, which would have been a challenge anyway. But I guess at 51.4%, there was just uh, no way he was going to, going to be able to hang on with so much division within his own party. After this, we'll talk a bit about what uh, what comes next for uh, for the UCP and where it all went wrong for uh, for Jason Kenney. Stay with us. We've been talking about Jason Kenney's uh, decision. At least he's announced that he will be stepping down as the leader of the UCP, the United Conservative Party, and as Premier of Alberta after a leadership review, uh, the results of which we heard earlier uh, today, late this evening or late this afternoon, really. 51.4% uh, support is all that he got to a very basic question. Um, do you approve of the leader, essentially, yes or no? And only 51.4% of his own party, keep in mind, his own party membership uh, said no. So we've seen uh, yet another Conservative leader essentially tossed by his own party, uh, Aaron O'Toole, of course, by Conservative Caucus, in this case, uh, Jason Kenney by membership of the UCP. Uh, Catherine, you've been watching him for the last while. Where do you think it went wrong for Jason Kenney? Where do you think his, his missteps were? How did he become so unpopular within his own party? Well, when he came to the leadership of the UCP, he signed something that was called the Grassroots Guarantee. And so he he wanted to be this leader for for the membership. And um, a lot of his opponents have, have said that he is arrogant, that it's a very top-down approach. Um, there was, Kenny himself has said that it, a lot of it was due to the tough decisions during COVID. You know, there's people within his party who said he didn't go far enough. There's others who said he went way too far. Um, but you look to our neighbors in Saskatchewan, um, 
they had similar COVID challenges, but um, Mo isn't facing the same uprising from his party. There's been a lot of really contentious decisions he's made, um, uh, potentially opening up coal mining in the Rockies, this rewrite of a curriculum. And so I think his, um, his MLAs have been hearing an earful of that. Um, and then the healthcare system has been under strain, and as it has been across the country. But in this case, he has sort of picked a fight with uh, doctors and nurses over their contracts. And he says, hey, we need to get our fiscal health in order, uh, roll back the wages. And that hasn't been so popular either. Well, leadership is tough. You know, I mean, Jason Kenney, again, I remember covering him as a cabinet minister under the Harper government when I was based in Ottawa. And, you know, Stephen Harper ran a very tight ship, but he also, you know, there were, there was nuances there. And I sometimes felt like Jason Kenney understood part of it, but not all of it. Uh, You know, that there was a lot of cajoling behind the scenes kind of, you had to make a lot of friends in other words, and keep people on side, whether through fear or through, uh, or or through kindness. Um, And I'm wondering whether he, he was learning those lessons maybe near the end, but struggled with them at the beginning, struggled with being a leader, essentially a party leader. Yeah. I mean, one, one thing I heard is um, from, again, sort of the grassroots side of the party is that, um, they didn't like being told by these staffers that he, speaking of Ottawa, that he brought over from from Ottawa, telling them what to do, um, and and they believe in more of a style of governance where, um, you know, they they come and say what their constituents are telling him, and then the party hashes it out in in those caucus meetings and the cabinet meetings, and there's this consensus where it's like a very uh, top down. Um, I have my plan, this is how it's going, and you're going to go back to your constituents and you're going to represent the party to your constituents instead of the other way around. Yeah, Jason Jason knows best, in other words. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see why that might uh, might have run into some problems. So do you think when with this result out tonight, this 51.4% support, I mean, it suggests, of course, that a majority of those who, who cast ballots did support him. And so that getting re- him resigning and then trying to replace him with someone else, that person's going to have to try to bring 51.4% of the party over as well, if not more, depending on who it is. That's a real tall task ahead of an election in a year's time. Do you think the UCP can, can pull that off? Oh, sure. A year is an eternity in politics, right? I mean, what was it? Ford had uh, four months and he, 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 he took over. He got a commanding majority. So I, I would definitely say there's time, but uh, time is a double-edged sword. You know, there's lots of time to screw it up too. Um, so either, either way, um, I think one of the big questions now is, do you bring somebody from the outside? Do you bring somebody who hasn't ruffled many feathers from, from cabinet? Um, who's, who's going to take over as leader? That's going to be the, the next question. Yeah. And, and judging just by who's already expressed interest or at least talked about it, it sounds like it's already going to be quite the fight. And we've seen with the federal conservative leadership race, the leadership battles uh, can, be a, can be quite the blood sport. Oh, oh, certainly. And I mean, the body's not even cold, so to speak. And there's Brian Jean said, hey, yeah, I tend to run for leader. Daniel Smith says, hey, join me for a news conference tomorrow at 11 a.m. for my future. Um, so there, there are no shortages of people who are going to want to join the party. Kenny's saying like, hey, we need to be united. He was and. He said the exact same thing 
we need to be united, not divide against each other. When you saw that really fiery uh, federal debate, when the, the, that first one, when they're all turning on each other and getting real personal, you know, Polyev right. versus Sheree, and he's saying, oh, no, don't do that. I think he was talking about himself and his own party, but um, <laughs> same applies federally. I only have about 30 seconds left, Catherine, but uh, what was your impression of, of Jason Kenney tonight? He he struck me as being, he was that was sad. That's about as sad as you see, or at least as dejected as I've seen Jason Kenney. Yeah, he's he's not the type to get uh, all teary-eyed, and he was, he was visibly shaken. I mean, politics has been his life for, as Gene said, a quarter century. This is, this is what he does. This is what he eats, sleeps, and breathes. So for him to, this is his first loss in in his political career. So he was definitely, definitely shaken up. And there were some tears in that room as well. Catherine Grakowski, uh, thank you so much. It'll be, as always, an interesting uh, year ahead in Alberta politics. When is it? Uh, thanks so much for your time tonight. Thanks very much, Ben.